This is Rodolphe Pierre-Louis, and you're listening to the Ucromedia Podcast. Hello, Ucromedia family. Vladimir Prognevsky here, and welcome to episode number 82 of the Ucromedia Podcast, where I serve our Ucromedia family with daily interviews from highly creative people. And today's guest is Rodolphe Pierre-Louis. He's an award-winning filmmaker, visual effects artist, and entrepreneur from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Rodolphe is the founder and CEO of Action VFX, the film industry's leading source for visual effects stock footage. Because of his work at Action VFX, he was awarded the Studio Daily 50 Award, which honored the top 50 creatives and technologists of 2017. Rodolph currently resides in Johnson City, Tennessee, where Action VFX is based. And if you listen to my interview with Luke Thompson, you may remember that Johnson City, Tennessee and Tri-Cities area in general is a very special place for me because that's where I moved with my family from Kiev, Ukraine when I was only 12 years old. It was our first stop in the United States and we couldn't ask for a better place. I consider Tri-Cities my second home. In fact, I was just there a week ago visiting Action VFX. They took me out to lunch, hooked me up with some shirts, stickers, wristbands, and all kinds of action VFX swag, which I'm very grateful for, by the way. They're a young team, but they're doing amazing things. So check them out at actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And now without any further ado, here's my conversation with Rodolphe Pierre-Louis. Enjoy. Rodolphe, welcome to the show and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Something about myself that most people don't know. I would say I made my first short film when I was 10 years old. I was a 10-year-old my goodness. kid in Haiti. What was it about? It was about a bicycle thief. <laughs> wow. So I remember I had my brother play a thief that was going around stealing on bicycles. And, and then we had to catch him. And it was just this great detective story. How long was the film? How many minutes was it? Well, yeah, it was actually a 25-minute short film. Oh, wow. Which... Now that I think of it, I'm just like, how did I create a 25-minute film My goodness. when I was a lot 10? Of because, yeah, it's like <laughs> nowadays, something that's 30 seconds long takes forever to make. But, yeah, I guess we're just going at it and editing right in the camera, like pausing and switching to get different angles and stuff like that, which was super primitive, but it was fun. <laughs> Do you still have it available somewhere online to watch? I don't. Oh, man, because, you should upload it. Yeah, it's like... I don't know what I was thinking, but at the time, I guess I didn't really think it was going to be this big of a deal <laughs> to keep my first short film ever made. And when my family and I were moving to the United States, yeah, I just kind of left the tape there. <laughs> oh, man. You, you need to find it, man. That'd be kind of cool. I'd love to see it. I'm yeah. sure everyone, I'm sure our audience would love to see it too. Now, Rodolfo, let's start at the very beginning. How did you get started in your creative field? Yeah, good question. Whenever I think of like you know, getting started in my field, I do personally always feel like I'm part of two fields at the same time because obviously I'm like <laughs> part of the film industry, but also I'm also an entrepreneur. Like I've always kind of felt like, okay, you know, I'm both a filmmaker and I'm an entrepreneur. These are kind of like the two main things I've always been passionate about in life. And yeah, for, you know, getting started in film, you know, as I said, when I was 10, my dad bought us a camera and I just remembered like, wow, a camera, like I can actually go make movies now, like I see on TV. So that's just kind of how that side of things just kind of started just filming different little short films with friends and stuff like that. And then when I was around 14 was when I first got introduced to visual effects, 
you know, actually finding out that, oh, wow, there are actually software that I can just, you know, buy online or even download like a free version. And yeah, just actually, you know, create effects. You know, that was pretty crazy. I remember I found <laughs> this company, FX Home. They currently, they do like hit film, the software. And I started with like some earlier tools they had. And that was like the, just the coolest thing ever. Just knowing that, wow, I can just go and do things like that myself. So, so that's always, you know, how the, I guess, film side of me, you know, kind of came about. And as far as the business side, entrepreneurship side, I feel like whenever I think back, I think I had technically my first business at 11, even. Wow. Even if I didn't really know it was a business at the time, but <laughs> I mean, we were selling, we were selling magazines and making a profit. So now that I think of it, it's like, wow, that was an actual business. I didn't <laughs> register that. And I remember I sold gum in middle school. That was a thing that I did. Nice. It was super fun. And I would say like my creative side and my business side didn't really merge until I was 17 when I decided to, you know, become a freelance music video director right after high school. So that was just kind of like the first time in life where I thought, hey, you know, let me kind of merge, you know, my creative side with my business sense and see, hey, you can actually make some money doing film, which I loved. So that's just kind of how that got started. Now, what was your first paid job? My first paid job. Do you mean just any like job your first or project? Something? Yeah, I'm curious. Where where did you start with with actually with your creative field? At what point did you, did you think you know what I can make a living doing this? Yeah, I feel like you know all throughout high school I would always do random short films. I remember I did a web series, and around that that was kind of when I started seeing that some people were charging to film things, whether it was like a wedding or you know, music video for a local band or something like that. And there was no part of me that ever wanted to do weddings. So <laughs> I remember <laughs> thinking, hey, music videos, you know, could be cool because it's like a, it's almost like a short film, but you get to be more creative with it and work with music and stuff like that. So the first gig I got, which was right after I graduated high school, was to do a music video for a local band and yeah, so I did that one. Actually, went really well. Really realized that man, this is actually actually pretty cool. So, <laughs> kind of kept doing them for a little bit, and, and the rest is history. Now, Rodolph, let's transition to a dark moment in your life. I want you to tell us the story of your worst moment in your creative journey. So, don't hold back any punches. <laughs> I will do my best. And <laughs> it's actually funny that you asked this question right after I got done talking about you know, starting to do music videos and stuff because <laughs> in a weird way, I feel like it's, yeah, that same thing that started and it was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, I'm doing uh, music videos for bands and I'm getting paid to do film, which is awesome. But then I wouldn't say like it's one specific worst moment, but it was sometime after being a freelancer for a while, I kind of started realizing that I didn't really enjoy doing film and visual effects for money. Mm, and interesting. it was like this word balance where it's like I had all the skills that I needed to do it. I just, it's like deep down inside, I knew that, you know, film for me was always about, you know, telling stories and building worlds and entertain people and all of that stuff. And it just kind of got lost into, hey, let me just do this project because, you know, that'll help pay the bills and stuff. And 
just kind of getting to that point of realizing that every time I would touch a camera, I would be doing something that I would never do if I wasn't getting paid for it, if that makes hmm. sense. Wow. So that was mm-hmm. just kind of the, you just kind of realizing, okay, you know, this thing that I used to love, which is film, I'm not really seeing, I guess I'm just not really seeing like where it fits in the big picture anymore, because I feel like this is not it, you know, like this is, this, this is not what it was supposed to look like. So, so yeah, I just kind of started feeling lost, I guess. So how did you find yourself? What, what was your next step? Um, it's like, it just kind of happened coincidentally. Like it was around this time too, that I started my company, Rody Polis LLC, which owns Action VFX. So it's all connected. And it was around, you know, that in, st- in starting Rody Polis and because Rody Polis was like a stock footage, you know, website, similar to Action VFX, just very small scale. And it was just me at the time doing stuff. And it was basically through actually selling visual effects stock footage online and like starting to build like a decent income from there that I started being able to slow down on the amount of freelance projects that I would do for money because it became like once once I took the need to get paid to do freelance as much and instead just kind of started making more income from you know the website and selling you know the stock footage online I think that's kind of what did it for a bit because I found the love of film again you know and it got to the point where yeah I would make still make short films I would volunteer and (laughs) help someone film something and it just kind of felt so good like man I don't have to do this but you know I'm doing it because you know film is cool so so I think that was just kind of it just I guess slowly being less dependent on film for income. You know, it's kind of like once your hobby becomes your job, it kind of like takes away the joy. I feel like a lot of athletes fall into that these days because, you know, they start getting paid millions of dollars and then mm-hmm. it kind of kills the joy of like, they just love the sport and now it becomes like a big business. And uh, interesting, like I never heard of anybody kind of point it that way. Now, let's shift gears and talk about something positive. I want you to tell us the story of the best moment in your creative journey. The best moment. It's, uh, I definitely have a few, a few great moments. And this one I'm about to tell is, I guess I can say it's for sure the best moment because I didn't really like measure all the, <laughs> all the different <laughs> moments. But this one is a really good one. And... And I do really like that one because it's purely just on the creative side, like no business involved in this example. It's, I remember in college, we had to make, I think it was like a short film in five hours. That was like the wow rest- restrictions we had for the, for the assignment. And well, we had to shoot it in five hours. You could actually edit it longer oh, see, than that. But yeah, and I remember I wanted to do something different because usually... I mean, growing up, it was always like, oh, yeah, you know, you love action movies and you love, you know, science fiction movies and stuff like that. But I wanted to try doing a comedy. So I did a comedy <laughs> and, you know, wrote it, filmed it, directed and edited it, like did everything, you know, for the assignment. And and everyone, you know, really loved it and were actually laughing at it. But that was in the class. But at the end of the year, which is the moment we're getting to at the end of the year the school actually had like a little film festival thing where there was just show a lot of the student films and you know 
random people would just come, like not just people at the school, not people that knew who I was, just random people would show up and watch it. And I remember being in the theater and they started playing my movie and people were actually laughing. And and it was just so crazy because it would be like at a moment where I planned, you know, to get a laugh, hopefully, and they would laugh <laughs> at that exact moment. And it was like, yes, yeah. you know, they're they're falling into my trap. It's it's working. <laughs> and and yeah, I just remember just thinking it was like the greatest thing ever to actually made a movie intending to make people laugh and random people that didn't know me, didn't know who I was, were actually connecting with it and actually thinking it was funny at the moments that I wanted them to think it was funny, <laughs> which, yeah, I just remember sitting there thinking like, man, maybe I really can do, you know, this film stuff, you know, like maybe I can actually provoke the right emotions in people and it actually works. So I just remember that was like one of those moments in life where I, I felt, even if it wasn't the craziest short film ever, it was just like, mm-hmm. this this thing works. This film stuff is powerful. And yeah, I want I want to feel that a lot before I die. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now, do you enjoy the um, the process of making the film as much as you enjoy watching people, like just watching your film and experiencing it? Because a lot of people, like, you know, for example, I follow this guy, Casey Neistat. He's a YouTuber. He does not enjoy the process of, like, putting videos together. He's like, it's just a lot of work. He hates editing. But he loves, like, the end product. What's mm-hmm. your take on that? Do you enjoy the all of it or, or just some of it? I've always enjoyed the editing and the end product. I don't think I've ever really had fun on set before. <laughs> it's always super stressful to me. Whether it's, you know, doing a film or, you know, currently Refaction VFX, whenever we're shooting the different effects and explosions and stuff like that, it's never a blast for me. It's always super stressful because the the goal is, okay, we have a set amount of time and we need to get the shots. Then after, you know, we get the shots and we can just kind of relax in the editing room, then, then that's kind of when I start having fun and seeing like, oh, hey, let's piece this thing together and see what we can create. Sounds good. Let's take a quick 30-second break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back with more questions. This episode is brought to you by our friends from ActionVFX.com. They provide the best stock footage elements for professional visual effects from explosions, fire and smoke, muzzle flashes and bullet shells and gun effects to debris and particles. They have your assets covered. Available in 4K, 100% royalty free. They also have over 250 free VFX elements for you to download. Stuff like free fire sound effects, spell hits, bullet shells, blood mist, bullet hole textures, dust waves, water sound effects, explosion sound, and and the list goes on and on. If that's not enough, then check out their tutorials and blogs. ActionVFX.com is a great online resource. Save on render time with real elements, no more simulations. Go to ActionVFX.com. Again, go to ActionVFX.com. And now back to the interview. All right, we're back from the break. I have like a total of six questions for you, Rodolph. Let's start with the first one. How do you overcome creative blocks? Creative blocks. Usually it's like whenever I'm in a situation where... Like, I just don't know what to do. I feel like what usually works for me is to take a break from whatever project that I'm working on. It's like, yeah, take a break from it, try to do something relaxing and fun. And then, yeah, and then going back in after you just kind of cleared your mind. Because it's like the more you look at something, the more it'll just kind of start to blend in. And usually yeah. I find that just kind of taking a break and stepping away for a bit. Whenever I come back, you see something you didn't see before. You see 
a mistake you didn't see before or you get a new idea you didn't think of before. So now if you can give one piece of advice to aspiring filmmaker, what would it be? My biggest advice has always been to learn as much as you can about the field you're starting in. Like I'm a big believer in, you know, not really worrying too much about being a specialist when you're starting out. I would say the more you know about the field, the more, like the more you know about the field, the more your overall understanding of that field grows. You know, it's like the more you understand something, the easier you can use that thing to, you know, achieve whatever goal you're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's just, you know, my big advice. If, you know, you want to be a film director, for example, I would say, Don't just worry about the directing side when you're just starting out because, you know, learn how to shoot too, learn how to edit, you know, learn a bit about visual effects because all of those things are going to help you be a better director anyways, because you will have like a much better understanding of the whole process and as opposed to just having like, you only know one thing and then you have blind spots everywhere. Right. You know, it's like when I think of, you know, with me starting action VFX, for example, I never would have been able to start action VFX if I didn't already know how to shoot, direct a set, and do visual effects, because it's like, that's all those things that had to merge to into that one thing. So, so yeah, learn as much as you can about the field. Don't worry too much about being a specialist. That would be my advice so to true. someone starting out. It, it all adds up at the end, right? All the skills mm -hmm. carry over and it just makes you that much better. Now, how do you balance work and personal life? That's a tough question. I'm still dealing with this. <laughs> It's tough to unplug, especially in the 21st century. Like your phone is right next to you. And especially you being an entrepreneur, you've got a lot going on. What do yeah. you do? How do you unplug? It's, uh, I don't think I'm going to have like a super great answer for that. Because <laughs> Most that people is don't. one thing. <laughs> that is one thing I'm really still figuring out. But I would say, yeah, it's just at this stage in my life, I'm like a 26-year-old single dude, you know? So I feel like I don't really have to focus too much on work-life balance currently. And yeah, like I don't really try to make it like, oh, okay, here's work. Oh, and here's life. And you know, try to find like a good set, like a exact separation. I feel like what I do is just try my best to find time to do the things that I find important. And I really worry too much about striking a perfect balance. So it's mm, like, well said. obviously, I like if it. I think work is important, then, you know, I'll do the time for that. But I also think, hey, I do, I do like how I look more when I go to the gym. So I'll still <laughs> try to go to the gym and stuff. And it's like, hey, if I don't see my friends for a long time, I'll kind of you know, start to get sad and whatever. So it's like, <laughs> hey, let's make time for friends too. So, yeah. so that's just kind of how I do it. It's like, if something's important, I just try to find time for it. And I don't really care too much about the balance of it. So well said. Now, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? It's like if my, as I said earlier, like my two fields that I'm in right now is film and business. And honestly, I do feel if you took those two things away from <laughs> me, I... I'm just not me anymore. Oh, so no. honestly, I there's nothing I would want to do other than be in film and business. It's like that. That's just me. I, I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Now, share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. I would say as if I had to choose one, it would definitely be just constantly learning. That has been the biggest thing because... You know, it's like 
just learning, you know, whether it's through reading or audiobooks. Actually, you know, discovered audiobooks recently and it's been I love them. It's, wow. It's like, where has this been all my life? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and I know Same YouTube here. YouTube videos, like tutorials and stuff, I've learned a lot from from those two. And and yeah, so I feel like definitely one big thing has always been my willingness to learn new things because there's actually an abundance of knowledge available in this day and age. And there's so much you can do. There's so much you can teach yourself to do. And it's like the more you learn, the more you're able to apply those things to whatever goal you're trying to achieve. So so if I had to just pick one, it would just be just the habit of constantly learning anytime I can. Yeah, and thank God to YouTube. Now I can do. Now I can change my oil. I can change brakes. Mm-hmm. I, I make <laughs> all kinds of stuff. My wife thinks I'm a superhero. <laughs> Thanks to YouTube. Hey, <laughs> hey, nice. Actually, I've never changed my brakes. Maybe. I'm oh man, to- if you Google it or YouTube it, man, I'm telling you, there's like all kinds of guys that will show you how. And especially if you like type in your car make and everything, it's amazing mm-hmm. what you can do. Now I feel like because I grew up in the city in Kiev, mm-hmm. and all my life I felt like I couldn't do any of that stuff because. My dad grew up in the city. We weren't really yeah. like good with you know handy people. And then when I moved to the United States with the help of the internet, I feel like I can do anything, man. I'm unstoppable, right? <laughs> From coding <laughs> yeah, to video, like, everything. My excuse whenever I can do something with a car is like, hey, I'm you know, I'm just a modern man. We don't really do those <laughs> things. But, but hey, yeah. I guess modern men can go on YouTube and learn. So I have no excuse now. <laughs> If nothing else, you can search and find where somebody can't fix it for you, right? <laughs> now, where do you get your inspiration from? Well, one thing I definitely get a lot of inspiration from is just things that I watch. And that's not even like always on purpose necessarily. It's almost like, you know, I'm just this machine gathering data around me, you know? <laughs> so it's like, hey, you watch a movie and you see a a scene that really impacted you emotionally. And, you know, that usually sticks with me. Like, man, I wonder, you know, what did they do to make this scene work so well? And then you just kind of memorize that a little bit. Like, hey, you know, like, I'm kind of feeling inspired by this. Maybe I'll, I'll try something like that one day. And, uh, <laughs> and just, you know, just usual life experiences. For example, I remember when I was in high school, I still don't really, I'm not really sure what happened, but Essentially, I think I was on a playground or something, and I had this accident where I hit my head, and then I, I guess, lost like a day's worth of memory or something like wow, that. Wow, that's a good. So big that's hit. why I don't really. <laughs> so that's why I don't really remember what happened. But, <laughs> but because of that, I ended up doing a like the web series I made when I was in high school was about a secret agent that lost one's one day's worth oh, of memory, and he had to you know find out what happened and stuff. So. So it's also like different life experiences because something I've always found out is, you know, as I live life, something will happen that will trigger some emotions sometimes that I don't even, that that I didn't know that I had or that I even know that was a thing. It's like, man, I'm feeling this way. And I've never once thought, you know, that was a feeling I could experience. And those things usually like trigger something new as far as like the stories I want to tell because it's like, okay, I feel like, my mind just kind of opened up a bit and yeah, let's see if we can make an audience feel this too. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. Now, another question I have for you, and this is circle back from to the intro, I guess 
you know, I learned that you guys are, you are located in Johnson City, Tennessee. How did you mm-hmm. end up in Johnson City in Tri Cities? Out of all, this is the place where I grew up for well, let's say nine years. That's where oh, I learned wow. my English. My brother went to East Tennessee State University, and we're kind of from the Tri Cities area. So this is like home for me. And I'm curious, like, hey, you, that's awesome. Yeah, Action VFX, you know, is such a well known company, and you guys are in Johnson City, Tennessee, out of all places. So how did that happen? <laughs> Well, my parents actually, because when, you know, we moved to the States, we lived in Knoxville for a bit, and then they moved to Johnson City. So after college, I went to school in Miami. After college, I decided that, hey, you know, I don't really want to live in Miami full time, so I'm just going to, you know, move back with my parents for a couple months until I move to a bigger, cooler city, obviously, because who would want to stay in Johnson City, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, that was the plan, just be there for a couple months. And then... And you got trapped. Ended up really, <laughs> yeah, ended up really just loving it. It's like people always, you know, wonder, how you actually, do you actually love it? Like, you used to live in Miami. How do you live in Johnson City now? And it's like, honestly, I'd rather live here than Miami any day. Well, except the winter. I'd rather live in Miami during the winter. <laughs> Winters are brutal in Kansas City, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that's just kinda that's just kinda how it happened. And then when it kinda came time to, you know, direction VFX, um, one thing led to another, I really realized that, man, East Tennessee is a great place to blow things up <laughs> and burn things down and shoot guns and stuff like that. So, yes. so it was like Actually, oh, I'm man. in the right place. So that's funny. So, yeah, that's why uh, I went to high school with a bunch of people that like to blow things. <laughs> yeah, they would go hunting and shooting things. And you, you now thinking about it, you are kind of in the best place for that. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. <laughs> that's no, cool. yeah, for sure. It's like it makes perfect sense once you really know, you know, action view effects and how this business operates and the type of products that we do. It really does make sense that we're based in a place like that. It's like there are certainly rules and regulations and stuff that we have to follow. Mm. Just, I didn't think about that. Wow. Ju- just not just not that many of them compared to other places, if that makes sense. And if I'm not wrong, Tennessee, no income tax too. So that's another good perk, right? So it's just uh, an amazing place. Now, recommend an internet resource that you find helpful in your work and personal life. I would cautiously say I've learned a lot recently from Reddit. And the reason I say cautiously is because there's certainly a lot of a lot of weird stuff on Reddit, but it's like like I've gotten into the habit of following the different subreddits that cater to, you know, things that I care about, like, you know, the filmmakers subreddit, you know, I follow I think an After Effects one, a visual effects one. And then on the business side of things, I think I follow a few marketing ones, some entrepreneur ones and and yeah, it's just like like one thing I've always loved about the internet is just that like there are people that that aren't near you and you'll never really get a chance to talk to them about about anything. You know, and I remember especially growing up, I was always the only one of my friends that was into film. And I remember just how challenging that was because you you have no one to connect. So I would say like the reason I find the subreddit is pretty helpful is one, you get to actually learn from people that are trying to do the same things you are, you know, from all over the world. And it's like unrestricted knowledge, essentially. And that's just a great part of it. And also just the idea that you yourself can also share things with other people. Like, hey, here's, you know, what I'm trying to do that that has been working. Here's what's not working. And, you know, the whole community aspect of it. So, yeah, like I've 
yeah, I, I get a lot of stuff from Reddit these days and it's been great. Reddit is a great resource, but it can be pretty brutal. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you post something that uh, they don't approve, man. Watch out. All these keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you know how they feel about you and everything about you. So, but Reddit Which definitely, can be good, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's reality, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you really do want, you know, those people that really don't care about your feelings to mm-hmm. to tell you if you kind of suck because, hey... Maybe you need it. Maybe that'll help you get better, you know? <laughs> yeah, some of us. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm married, so my, my wife is uh, is my biggest critic. <laughs> I just usually, like, my, my podcast episodes, I just play it to her in the evening, and she tells me that my honest opinion. I love it. I, I don't always welcome it. <laughs> I'm like, can you just be a little more diplomatic about, like, I get it. You're right. But can you just be, like, nice about it? Can you not be so brutal about this like my god yeah <laughs> anyway yeah, that is awesome though we all need some harsh critics no no she's she's my wisdom she really is now let's talk about action vfx what's coming up for mm-hmm. you guys well for action vfx um a lot of new things like the you know our main vision has always been to not just be you know the best place to get visual effects stock footage but also be you know the biggest library like we really want to get to that point where if we can thank it we would have it so we've separated our growth into phases and phase two just ended so we're in phase three now and for phase three we're basically shooting a lot more stuff like essentially like trying to because we have like a lot of different effects like explosions fire and stuff like that but then we're trying to get like so much more variety within the variety that we already have and really focusing on not just like the big things, but like some of the small things like rain, for example. It's like rain is not the sexiest effect ever. Like no one is ever like, oh man, like look at that beautiful rain, but (laughs) we're going to be doing, you know, some more rain stuff, which is going to be super helpful. And also planning some like different types of products because currently we've only done stock footage, but it's like with the audience that we have, there are certainly other ways that we can help them, you know, whether it's through, well, I can't really give too much of our plans right now. But, gotcha, but gotcha. let's just say like pretty <laughs> soon we'll, we'll be more than just a stock footage company, which I'm really looking forward to. Awesome. Excited about that. Now, how can people get in touch with you? To get in touch with me personally, simply go on our website and reach out and just say, hey, I want to talk to Adolf and they'll put you in touch with me because I'm usually pretty easy to find. At this stage in my career, I haven't really done the whole personal brand thing. So I do not have any public Twitter page or Instagram account and things like that. But just reach out to any of the Action VFX pages, whether our website or social media pages, and and they'll get you in touch with me. Sounds good. Well, Rodolf, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, man. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. It was super fun. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rodolphe Pierre-Louis. Rodolphe, thank you so much for your time. Enjoyed chatting with you. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at ucormedia.com slash 82. And make sure to check out actionvfx.com. Remember, they have your assets covered. Over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest red cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, go to 
to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukremedia.com slash community. We have well over 3,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you who are trying to grow, and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukremedia Media Podcast. Bye-bye.